G'day everyone, welcome back to the Run Culture Podcast. This is episode 11. Today I once again caught up with Caden Shields. So in a previous episode I caught up with Caden just before the Doha World Championships where he competed in the marathon and today it's a month after those World Championships and he reflects on his fantastic result. So not only does he reflect on his result today and we we have a chat about how it went and uh, we also talk about what's next because now after coming 30th and having a great ding-dong battle with fellow countryman Malcolm Hicks and, and Yuki Kawauchi again like he did at Gold Coast Marathon this year, he's actually a, a legitimate chance, I think, of qualifying for the Tokyo Olympics. So he talks about what's next marathon-wise uh, and what he's thinking in terms of changing it up. And no, it's just a great chat. It's a quick one because Caden had to go off. He's a busy man. Um, and uh, look for a, perhaps a future house with his, uh, his fiance Rach. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a good one. So give it a listen and um, I'll be um, bound to catch up with Caden in the near future and talk about um, Caden's running and, and probably um, some more running physio topics. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the chat. Just quickly, guys, before I launch into the interview with Caden, I just wanted to let everyone know that I've still got a good 50-odd run culture singlets uh, in stock. Um, so I'm still selling these on my website, www.runculture.org, at the shop. And I just wanted to know, let everyone know that 50% of all proceeds from each singlet purchase will be donated to the Peter McCallum Cancer Foundation. And also by wearing the Run Culture singlet, you're um, promoting running in today's ever-increasing sedentary world. So, um, and, and we're trying to encourage others to follow suit and move more. So I um, encourage everyone to so visit my website and hopefully purchase a singlet and promote these two good causes. All right, without further ado, here's the interview with Caden. All right, we're back again with the Run Culture podcast and back with Caden Shields. Um, last time we caught up with Caden was just before the Doha World Champs and here we are about a, a month after the event and I'm sure you've had time to reflect on such an amazing result. Um, how do you feel, mate? Yeah, I was pretty happy, eh? Um, it was one of those sort of circumstances where I crossed the line and I was kind of like, oh, was that a good run? Um, I didn't really know. Um, yeah. Obviously, with time being a little bit um, irrelevant because of the heat um, and having gone out fairly conservative, I sort of didn't didn't really know if I'd achieved what I'd set out to achieve, but I didn't even know what place, place I was initially when I crossed the line. Yeah. Um, but after looking at the results and, you know, again, being um, finishing pretty close to um, Yuki Kawauchi and beating a lot of sub-210 guys, um, yeah, I felt pretty happy about it. Yeah, well, I think, um, like, I, I know just um, from listening to that Steve Scullion's um, podcast, that Irish Irish athlete, he yeah. he ran 2.12 just three weeks after, and, yeah. and he, he was behind you. So, you know, that, there's another one as well. Yeah, well, I was three minutes ahead of him, actually, at um, yeah. Doha. So, yeah, so that was positive, and um, I sort of felt like, 
I crossed the line, I was like, oh man, that was awesome, you know, in the sense that I was actually able to compete with these guys and that the plan also worked. And I think it was quite, you know, good testament to um to how well Athletics New Zealand prepared us for the event as well. Yep. Like Hicks, Hicksie obviously finishing um, 20 seconds ahead of me, performed really well as well. So, um, yeah, I think we were really ready for the, for the heat and, um, you know, obviously the re- results reflected that. It, it looks like you two sort of work together. Like I, I was sort of um, looking at a few articles just before and um, and I was looking at like halfway, you, you two were about 55th and then at 30K, you were about 35th. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, by the end, you came, came 27th and 30th respectively. Yeah, and um, we didn't actually plan on running together. It sort of just happened. We got out and... I knew we would be close. I sort of said to Athletics New Zealand management staff, I said, oh, look, Hexie and I are probably going to be fairly close, so we need to make sure we get the drinks right. Yep. Um, and it was after the first K when we got to the first drink station. And it was just utter chaos. Hexie and I were like, oh, look, we'll just settle back a little bit off this front pack. And and in result, we sort of ended up making an iron group, which um, we led most of. It was interesting. A lot of... Um, a lot of the guys that were running with us didn't do a lot of work. Um, oh, really? <laughs> nah. So I ended up, Hexie and I ended up leading most of it. But um, How many were sitting on you guys? Oh, I can't really remember. Some photos I can see there was about three or four. Yeah. Um, and then some guys dropped off and we caught up to some guys who hung on. And I asked Yuki to help out a bit, about 35k, but he wasn't too keen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he came up to me after the race and thanked me and, uh, that was cool, but yep. I was like, "Mate, you, you got to help out, help your brother <laughs> out." <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a good good result, and yeah, no, it was good fun out there. You know, certainly um, different type of racing having the six loops. Yep, but we had a lot of supporters. Kiwis people tend to like Kiwis. We're sort of a fairly neutral country; don't upset too many people, apart from the French back in the seventies. But um, we're fairly fairly. Well liked, so we get a fair bit of support out on the course, which was cool. That's um, pretty good because I like at, at midnight, like I heard a lot of people didn't really get much, like a, there wasn't much atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people said that, eh? And um, I think it was pretty good. Like to be yeah. honest, you know, out of the, you know, the stadium was obviously a little bit um, low in numbers at the start of the week, and yeah, I think the fact that there were some people there at midnight and thirty degree weather was pretty good. So. Yeah, it didn't bother me too much. But it was good to have a good amount of Kiwi support out there. And even Tom Walsh came down after he threw a shot put. Come oh. down, came down and supported us, which is, you know, testament to the man. He's a pretty special guy. So, yeah, that was cool. I was reading also that um, uh, Malcolm Hicks, um, he was also saying, like, you, you two are the first um, actual representatives that the Silver Fern or the uh, – that. Of, uh, for New Zealand in the marathon world champ for a while. Yeah, we're the first Kiwis to run at either Olympics or world champs in the marathon since 2004. Jeez. So, yeah, it's been a little while, um, which is sort of reflective of the standard that often New Zealand standards are quite hard to make. Um, yep. And we haven't had a lot of depth really in the marathon for a number of years. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was, it was really good. And, yeah, I think, you know, obviously the Robertson brothers are good enough to go and they'll probably be in... Tokyo, um, so we should have some more New Zealand representation at major events in the marathon over the next few years. And um, 
Oh, the other thing I was going to mention just before was, um, does, did Yuki remember you from Gold Coast? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Did yeah. 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 That was cool. <laughs> he mentioned it to me after the race. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, yeah. No, it's not. It's cool to run my first two marathons with Yuki. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so, like, you obviously paced it so well, like, going through in, you know, 69 and then, you know, running 218.08, like, you, you have um, negative split. Um, and, you know, it was 29 degrees, like you said, and, and what, about 50% humidity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, um, how'd you know what pace to go out at? Like, uh, well, we didn't really. And, um, yeah. and I spoke with Pallone coach before the race and we sort of decided not to come up with a, a actual splits, you know, splits that we were t- targeting. Um, mainly because we just didn't really, one, I didn't want to limit myself. Um, and two, I just didn't want to be focused on that. Mm-hmm. So I think because a lot of my running is effort based, so have a really fairly good grasp of the effort I should be running at for a marathon. And so, you know, once we were out running, and as it was, as it turned out, it was actually um, cooler than we had anticipated. Um, yes. Yeah, I just ran to the pace that I felt was comfortable. And, um, yeah, I remember thinking at like 15K, I was feeling pretty good. And um, I started to feel a pinch at about 20K, about halfway. Um, but I was still in control and it was sort of just a gradual burner. Like I just got more tired as you would expect in a marathon, but um, it wasn't like Gold Coast where I took a massive risk and increased the pace at, you know, midway through the race. It was more of a, just a steady race the whole way. Um, yep. But I think, yeah, we obviously got it right. Um, but that was more just out of listening to my body and um, rather than setting a specific pace. And obviously if I'd set a specific pace and gone out of that pace, I would have got left behind. So because uh, it turned out that we ran a bit quicker than we thought. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And was there, like, carnage on the side of the road in that last half? Or oh, I didn't really look. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember really passing anyone. Maybe one or two guys I'd seen had dropped out. I noticed Tony had dropped out just because I was taking an interest in how he was going. Tony Payne. Um Yeah, yep. that's because he's a good mate. Um, yep. Apart from that, I wasn't really paying too much attention to that, actually. I was sort of just focusing on what I was up to and yeah, didn't really take too much notice of what was happening. I, that's why I didn't really know what position I was in. Um, and when I crossed the line. Yeah. So you, Tony, Tony ran for Thailand, didn't he? Like, yeah. Yeah. How did he, how did he find it? Did you have a chat with him after or? Um, not a massive chat. Um, he was pretty upset cause he had to pull out cause of his foot. So, uh, um, okay. he, so I think he went back to his hotel pretty quickly and then, um, we didn't get to chat too much about it after the race, but he has the Asian games coming up, Southeast Asian games coming up. So that's sort of more of a focus for him. Sure. Um, yeah. So it wasn't because of the heat. It was. A... Yeah. He had a foot problem, a bit of yeah. foot pain. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, obviously um, a great result and 30th, like if, if I if I said, oh, you're going to come 30th, Caden, um, at the world champs, like before the race, um, what would have you thought? I actually had no idea really how I was going to go, to be honest. I, look, I knew I was in shape and I knew knew I was fit, but I didn't, I really didn't have any expectations around position. And I knew that if, you know, guys made mistakes or didn't prepare properly that I could place highly. Yes. So 
Yeah, I think I probably sound. Yeah, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I don't think yeah. I would have been surprised. Yeah, so yep. I sort of thought that's what I could do. Yeah, even though I was ranked seventy first out of seventy three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I was just quite confident in my preparation, and yeah, and like I said, I had no real expectation. It was just more, you know, I wanted to be competitive, and I, you know, I, that happened, which was cool. Um, but just through good, good preparation, really, yeah, good, good planning and good support from Athletics New Zealand, and yeah, it just shows that even at a major championship, you know, you don't have to be the fastest, one of the fastest guys to perform well. Yeah, I think in a major marathon, it's yeah, it's all about how you prepare. And did you have um, much to do with um, Julian Spence, the um, Moose, the Aussie representative over there? Yeah, we had a few meals together. Yep. Um, the Aussies had a whinge about their food, so they uh, <laughs> they got their, they got to come to our hotel for food. Um, <laughs> so they weren't the Aussie... happy with their hotel's food. No, they weren't, no, so they came and joined us. Um, yeah. Uh, so Julian and I had a few meals together, which was cool. It was good to get to know him a bit better, and um, nice. yeah, and his lovely partner as well. So, yep, um, yeah. So we had a good time, and it was nice to see someone familiar at dinner time, and you could chat with and just talk about other stuff. You know? Yeah, and um, yeah, it was really good to get to know him and how he operates um, in Ballarat, isn't it? He lives in Ballarat. Yeah, he lives in yeah. Ballarat, and yeah, and pretty well too. Like, uh, yeah, he did. About yeah, thirty-eight. Um, yeah. Yeah, and broke two twenty, so I think he was pretty wrapped. And I listened to his podcast; he seemed pretty happy with it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On his side, running, he he gave mm. a good review of it, and mm. yeah. Um, so, given that you beat or were competitive with like a few guys that are sort of around two ten, and and like I said, with Scullion running two twelve just three weeks later, uh, well, Julian Spence is two fourteen guy um yuki obviously 208 guy um what like surely this excites you for um uh your future and and having another crack at the marathon and and trying to go faster than 215 yeah certainly yeah i left feeling as though you know there's still a lot of untapped potential in the marathon yep um and yeah definitely excited i mean i've been a little bit flat since the race like sort of going through the motions of and training rather than yeah, you know, really going after it, but I think that's fairly normal. Yeah, I think that's pretty normal. Yeah, and just trying to prioritise some other areas in life at the moment. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I, I you need to recover as well. Yeah, exactly. And um, but I have a lot more belief, eh? And you know, it's just nice to to know that Gold Coast wasn't just a one-off. Like I could repeat it, and pretty closely as well. So, and to be honest, it's probably you could could argue it was a better performance in Gold Coast. Yeah, um, I think everyone was watching this time, and it was a big stage. There's a lot yeah. of pressure. Yeah, and I was pleased with how I handled it. Like, I wasn't afraid on the start line and felt really comfortable there and felt like I belonged. And yeah. I think in the past, you know, 10 years ago, it would have been a different story. I wouldn't have coped. Yep. So, and I think that's obviously experience. And then also just trying to work on my vulnerabilities and stuff that I've done with Kerry Evans just to get better in that space. And, you know, I was nervous, but, like, I was embracing the nerves and, you know, I was standing on the start line. I thought, you know, this is exactly what I want to be doing. And, yeah. you know, it's an, you know, I felt like it was a privilege to be there and, you know, just to wear the black singer. I mean, um, you know, it's just such a powerful thing. I mean, yeah, the day before even putting my number on my singer, I must admit I shed a few tears just because it <laughs> meant so much, you know. And um, my real sort of focus on that race was just to be out there and um, 
like every step was just to enjoy and yep. you know not to resent you know I didn't want to have that feeling as I don't want to be here because you know and sometimes in a high pressure situation you can have that feeling whereas I just embraced it as like, it's part of it like you can't you can't hide away from the pressure you can't hide away from the nerves you've just got to say they're going to be there you know but just to still be able to enjoy it even though you've got them and um, that was pretty awesome and um, yeah and so there was yeah just an overall really really positive experience so taking that into the next marathon I think you know I still think there's a lot more to be gained um, so I'm going to probably aim for Rotterdam now nice and um, I probably will go out at uh, well we'll go out at the Olympic standard and is that two eleven thirty? Yeah, and yep. if I blow, I blow, and you know, if I run two thirteen, then that's great. <laughs> you know, it's still a good time. Yeah, so exactly. Um, so and there's only um, the two line. Robertson twins, <laughs> so there is that third third position up. Yeah, the and obviously Malcolm will go for it. Um, yeah, will so, he do Rotterdam as well? Or um, I'm not, sure. not sure. I think he's doing Seville, and then I think he's got something else lined up in case yeah. you can't do Seville. So uh-huh. yeah, so I'll aim for um, Rotterdam and. Yeah, and um, I'll start training for that soon. But yep. um, well, that's April, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a little way away, so I've got time. But I need to improve by about one, another one percent, one one to two yep. percent. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna sort of start working a bit with some strength and conditioning coaches. I think just to see if I can gain some of that through just nice. improved strength. I think I'm, my power output's not as good as it could be. So if I can improve my running economy just by being a little more powerful, I think that's that'll be good. But that's it's going to be a little bit difficult because, you know, you've got to do that without influencing your running training because still at the end of the day, running makes you better at running. So, yep. yeah, you've got to be a little bit careful with the implementation of that. But a high-performance sport in New Zealand is going to help me out with that. So Nice. I think it'll just be a matter of sitting down and having a real good discussion about how I want it to work and how they can benefit me. Uh-huh. Um, still respecting my time and my, um, my need to still run high volume. So, yep. yeah, it's... So we'll go down that avenue, but I know my hamstrings are pretty weak and could do with a bit of strength. So, did you feel uh, your hammy at all um, in the marathon or post Gold Coast? I did. I had a lot of connective tissue pain. Yeah. Um, because of the speed at which we ran out for, and for the length of time, I didn't have as much after Doha, but I think that was because of the slower pace. Yeah. Um, but certainly, like my hamstrings were, you know, pretty sore for a couple, of good four or five weeks after Gold Coast and element of tendinopathy really i think and um that took a while to calm down so yeah i think there's i think the other thing is that the heel toe drop and then on the vapor flies sort of amplified that a little bit so um i think the the next percent were a little bit lower on the heel so they're not as not as aggressive on your thighs yeah yeah yep um so yeah but yeah i haven't I'm still a bit sore and stuff at the moment, but not too bad. But yeah, I think there's some elements to be gained in terms of like power and um, stiffness in my gait that could yep. really help with running economy. So I'll nice. probably look into that a little bit. Yeah. And otherwise, training wise, you'll you'll probably just do another build, or have you talked to Chris um, Blown about like you know other avenues of where you could try to find that one percent training wise, or is it probably just you know do another build and um, again yeah, and ho- hope that you just add another layer we haven't fully discussed it again I'm actually yeah. going up talking next month so we'll probably sit down because the build up probably won't really start until January so yeah, probably sit down then when we're together um, and, and nut it out um, mm-hmm. obviously we won't stray too far away from what we've done but we need to do something to get better so um, yeah so we'll just probably 
nut that out together and yeah. um, just respecting that, you know, we've got good results off what we've done. So, exactly. you know, we don't want to change it too much, but we're going to probably add something yep. to see if we can get a bit more. So, nice. um, but I think that'll probably, yeah, it'll come in the form of economy. And if we can get me a little bit more economical, then that's the key really. Yep. Well, it's going to be a busy time of the year for you. Um, with February the 7th, um, pretty big day for you as well next year. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So the old wedding day. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that'll influence. I won't be able to defend my New Zealand 10K title. It's the day after my wedding. So, <laughs> um, Pallone texts me the other day and he says, you will not be defending your national 10K title. Good, good <laughs> I said, coaching. I said, why is that? And he said, oh, it's the day after your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that won't be a goer. So, I have to forfeit. Um, forfeit my title um, yeah but uh, yeah I'll do a couple of track races in January and then probably most of February won't be you know that'll be pretty chill I'll still train but probably won't race a lot and then I'll probably do a 5k or something in March and then yeah then it'll be pretty much around to getting on the plane to Rotterdam so yeah things will go by pretty quickly I think nice um, yeah I've done Rotterdam before I think it's a great choice um, oh cool yeah yeah um, yeah, it's it's flat. It's it's quick. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's um, it's up right up there with Berlin has been pretty quick. So yeah, um, great choice and um, especially, certainly around that range that you're aiming for. I'm sure being an Olympic year, there's going to be a few guys like um, especially from Europe like aiming for that time. So, yeah, like I'm sure you'll like um, like as it gets closer, you'll. You'll um you'll hear of a few other guys that you can sort of probably form a pack with. Yeah, we've got an agent helping us out. Um, yep. guy called um, oh, I can't remember his name actually. Uh, Nick Samuels. Yeah, so he's an English guy, so he's going to help uh-huh. us out. Um, so probably in the next couple of weeks we'll find out a little bit more about what's happening in Rotterdam. Nice. But I imagine there'll be a good group going for the Olympic standard. Yeah. How'd you get in touch with him? Uh, Chris uh, knows him. Uh-huh. Through the grapevine, but he used um, Nick through uh, for the track season um, yep. with a couple of the young fellas that he coaches, so Ollie Chignall and Samuel Bremer. So uh, he's mainly a marathon agent, so um, he'll help us yeah, cool. get into Rotterdam. And, yep. Um, and if that doesn't go ahead, another marathon. But yeah, just um, it'd be helpful just to have someone to make nice. sure that things are on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's sounding great. Um, now I'm I'm pretty wary of not trying to keep you too long just because you've got an open for inspection um, yeah. for um, a house. So, but I, I think that I just wanted to catch up and um, yeah, especially after such a great race and such a great run and um, it was cool talking to you before the race and then and then talking to you after. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I want to keep these chats going because um, I think um, you know today we've sort of really just talked about the race, but. I think um, there will be a lot of sort of running physio stuff that we can both chat about sort of going forward. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. No. Um, is there anyone that you wanted to quickly thank or, um, yeah, um, or anything else that you thought might be good to chat about um, before we um, go? Um, yeah, I'd just like to thank everybody that supported me. You know, it's pretty special to have, um, you know, all your close friends and that sort of thing sending you messages before the race. And um, Rachel flew over to Doha, which was great, and um, was there on the sideline. So it was pretty special to have her there. You know, it's been tough uh, with her having two sort of 
know, almost give up some of her time or some of her goals to help support me in the meantime. And um, yeah, and I don't think I would have been on the start line without her. So it was pretty good yeah. to see her in a run culture singlet at um, <laughs> Melbourne Marathon. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looked good on her too. Yeah, um, and uh, she's down in Dunedin, uh, Christ, Queenstown next weekend running the um, Queenstown Half Marathon. Although she's had a bit of perineal tendinopathy, so that. That's knocked her back a little bit, but um, she was shooting for a sub ninety, but nice. um, she might struggle. But we'll see. Oh, she's and a bit of a natural there. She <laughs> is, yeah. She's very talented. Probably more talented than I am, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, you know, it's pretty special having her there, and my sister, my older sister, as well. And um, yeah, yep. just uh, my my coach Chris Pallone, and then also my junior coach and life mentor Richard Barker. I mean, yep. you know, to be able to put on the black singlet for him was. Um, the greatest gift I think I could have ever given him. And, you uh-huh. know, it was a great way to thank him for all the hours he dedicated to me when I was a teenager. And, you know, you take it for granted when you're that age, when you become an adult, you realise the amount of commitment and time that someone like that puts into you is, you know, it's just unbelievable. So, uh-huh. yeah. Well, that's that's um, so, such nice words. Did did you end up giving him your singlet? Or? Um, oh, well, you're probably just giving his Christmas present away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's probably going to listen to this too. So, <laughs> um, oh, right. sorry, mate. <laughs> um, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> It'll still be just as good. good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I've got one uh, lined up for him. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, awesome, mate. Well, um, yeah, I won't hold you any longer. Um, thanks for the update, and um. Yeah, I'll I'll chat soon. Cool. Cheers, Dan. Yeah, no worries, Ken. All right. Take care, mate. Bye. See you, mate.